find within you again that passion that brought you into the path. Ignite it again. Keep stirring it in your mind until it fills your whole being. Until it becomes, in the present moment, a strong determination. Let this determination infuse your body, infuse your mind. So that your body of itself is determined to accomplish the objective of your passion. Somewhere within that passion, throw in with as much clarity and determination you need meditation. And you are sitting down now to acquire meditation. thought sink into the very atoms of your body. Let this determination within the body direct the body into the proper posture to help accomplish this aim, your determination. And bring your conscious <coughs> awareness to the body, to the legs, and just let the legs find that place that is conducive to meditation place where there is stability and comfort. Bring your attention to the hands and let the hands find the place that is conducive to meditation, where there isn't conscious effort in holding the hands in place. Elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. 
the back naturally straight. And from the natural straightness of the back, start to feel a sense of confidence coming out of the body itself. Let the head and neck be centered. So no need for conscious effort to hold them in place. start to feel the sense of ease, your indicator that you are approaching meditative state, spreading throughout the body, and just let it happen. conducive for you, opened, closed, or half-opened. And feel how the sense of ease, the sense of tranquility is ever deepening. Let your mind rest in this ever-deepening sense of ease. And from within this state, bring your attention to the breath. Without intending to control it, without intending to force the mind to focus on it, not even concerned about what to do about distractions. All you are concerned about is, as you are breathing in, do you know you are breathing in? As you are breathing out, do you know you are breathing out? Whatever thoughts may be present, don't try to stop them, don't try to go after them. Follow the in-breath, know you're breathing in. 
in this way, follow the breath with the intention to keep the continuity of awareness unbroken for 11 cycles.
shift and the sense of ease in the body. Be aware of how it is reflected in the breath, how it is further reflected in the mind, and continue to rest in this ever-deepening sense of ease. From the very center of this sense of ease, bring your attention to the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length distance from you. While attending to that space, recall your determination, your passionate motivation. What ultimately do you intend to achieve? What do you know so far to be the steps that you need to realize to get closer, closer and closer to that stage? And what are you going to do in this very meditation session to help you get closer? Let all these be as clear as possible to you. Holding on to this, ask yourself how, what infallible means will help you get there? Who or what will take you there? And feel the presence of your infallible guide in that space, appearing in a form made entirely of light form taken specifically to inspire you. And find within you that measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of your infallible guide, the infallible means through which you will definitely achieve the objective of your goal. Holding on to that determination Holding on to that conviction. Show your reverence in your mind prostrate. Invest all your trust, all your dependence, all your faith. Take refuge. Place yourself under the guidance and protection of your infallible guide. that you are in the very presence of what is for you the actual means to achieve your ultimate goal. Feel a great sense of gratitude for finally 
that means is present in front of him. Show your gratitude, make offerings. source of the obstacles that you are experiencing, the very cause of what is obstructing you from achieving your goal. You regret whatever actions you may have done that brought them about. And from within that sense of regret, seeing how you cannot completely depend on the habits that you've developed. Again, place yourself under the protection of your infallible guide. Take a refuge. deliberately do an action influenced by whatever understanding you have of selflessness, 
make a promise to do so, to make up. And due to the sincerity of all these powers, you feel a sense of lightness, a sense of burden lifted. So rejoice. Be aware of the refined state of the mind rejoicing. Help further refine this mind. Continue to rejoice. Take great joy and goodness everywhere, yours and others.
purpose of this meditation session? What's the immediate thing, the immediate realization you're seeking? Fuel your determination towards it by realizing how it's connected to your ultimate goal. dedicate the marriage you've gained so far to help you succeed with this meditation. Fallible guy to come into the crown of your head. Feeling that bright presence above your head. Again, recall your determination. Fuel it again. Make it compassion, passionate. And beg for blessings to gain realizations. Feel the blessings descend upon you like a rain shower of nectar made of light.
fiery nature of your passionate determination, you now aspire to become inseparable with the teacher. Due to the strength of your aspiration, the form above your head dissolves into a point of light. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. See it enter your heart center, there meeting and merging with your mind. For as long as you can, hold down affirmatively to the fact that you have achieved inseparability. And whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to that with affirmation. Seems like we do more preliminaries here than actual meditation. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna. I'm not gonna just say it again. <laughs> say it every day. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to talk about last Friday. It seems to have been quite a bit of a mixed up. Uh, it, appear, it, it, it sort of appeared that there was some sort of like a, you know. Uh, well, it wasn't well communicated to you what was actually happening last Friday. Last Friday was a, I mean, after, <laughs> after the meditation, that was a fundraiser for Three Jewels. 
it wasn't uh, you know two musicians from the street wanting to make some money because it seemed, that's what it seemed like <laughs> and everybody said let them go somewhere else <laughs> not that you said but you know it, uh, it, it wasn't communicated clearly to you, to you guys I'm sure and you, I mean it wasn't clearly communicated to me I, I found that out that ah that's what that was about <laughs> when it was all over uh, so next time if it happens again uh, we communicate it to you much better and also I guess to remind you that uh, uh, unfortunately we cannot get away from the convention conventional world that w in which we find ourselves uh, the walls and the floor and the roof that we are uh, conducting these uh, classes and these things uh, there's another conventional thing that needs to be present for it to continue at least for us to continue to be here so uh, you know, as much as you can, uh, you know, help support it. A lot of you I know, you know, volunteer and come here, do things, so that we don't have to, so that the three jewels doesn't have to, you know, uh, close down some days, so that only certain days can can, can function. So just a reminder of that, and continue to support uh, however you can. Okay. All right. That being said. Uh, mm, uh, so many things to say <laughs> about the two lines of the last two lines of uh, the uh, eight verses of mind training. Believe it or not, we are still on the eight verses of mind training. Uh, we've sort of uh, gone through all uh, all the verses dealing with the conventional uh, bodhicitta now we're on the two lines that deal with uh, ultimate bodhicitta uh, last Friday I asked you to contemplate on two on, uh, uh, on impermanence or arising or cessation the first four of the eight other ways of interpreting the eight dharmas that are mentioned so that you can get a flavor or feel for what the prasangikas mean when they say uh, merely labeled, merely ascribed, uh, conceptual, or merely conceptual, and those kinds of terms. Uh, because uh, if the prasangikas mean, because these things are things that happen in our mind, you know, conceptions happen in our mind, labeling, labeling, <laughs> labeling, I'll take labeling, you understand what I mean anyway. Labeling happens in the mind, uh, uh, scripts, ascribing happens in the mind. So when you hear mere, it's mere scribing, it's mere, it's mere ascription, it's mere labeling. So it's natural for us to conclude, oh, it's all in my mind. And we go around thinking that, okay, now we understand the Prasangika view. And to some extent, uh, having that understanding sort of help us to relate with the world differently. So un sort of understand that uh, uh, there's a somewhat of a responsibility uh, from our, we are somewhat respons responsible in the world, okay? Uh, but sometimes this can have a dysfunctional kind of a, a re uh, result when you, for example, watching the news and you're very uh, deeply uh, moved by the suffering that you hear about, news of suffering, and then when you hold that view that you're responsible you start thinking, okay, what did I do to cause the war in Iraq? Okay, what meditation can I do so I can stop seeing that? Uh, so this is a somewhat of a dysfunction. Okay. 
what's caused the war in Iraq, the causes and conditions that caused the war in Iraq. And it seems to be, uh, you know, you're not connected with it, it's something out there somewhere, but you no, know, that's what it is. But for you to draw the conclusion that it's something out there, that's your problem also. To think that it's all in your mind is your problem, to think it's out there is your problem. Where is it exactly? Uh, that very question you have to question. Asking where is it exactly? Maybe there's, there's something wrong with the question. There's something wrong with the way we understand the question. It, because if to understand it's all conceptual, it's, it's, it's all merely labeled, merely conceptual, merely ascribed, simply to mean it's all in your mind, then what's the fuss? What, 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 why, uh, why all these books having arguing with each other, mind only school, which says it's all in your mind, and this now Prasangika thing, which is it's not supposed to be a mind only school. The mind, uh, certain elements, certain, most of the mind only school says it's all in your mind. So, and that's not supposed to be prasangika, it's not the highest uh, way of understanding the true nature of reality. If that is not it, then how, how can Madhyamikas come around and say, oh, it's, it, it's, all, it's not all in your mind, it's all in your mind. You know, it's like, you know, saying it in, in a, I don't know, they're saying it in more sexy or something. <laughs> <laughs> the prasangika say in a more sexy way, sexier way, they're, they're right, but they're saying basically the same thing. Maybe they said it in French or something, I don't know. <laughs> 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 right. So we have to sort of try to understand it. And, uh, and the way to sort of get to what the Prasangikas are meaning, when you, ana- when you seek, when you look for those, uh, uh, those, um, those qualities, those attributes, impermanence, permanence, arising, ceasing, coming, going, being, non-being, when you look for those attributes, uh, uh, two ways to look for them. One way is to look for them in a sense of can you isolate those things and then examine them as completely uh, unique, completely, uh, complete, I guess, isolates? As complete isolates. Sound like I'm a chemist now. As complete isolates. Can you do that? And if you are able to do that, can you really? Uh, uh, point to them in such a way that you're not pointing to anything else. There's another way I'm, t- I'm saying that, the same thing I said last time. You know, finding the cup and nothing but the cup and so on and so forth. Okay? Can you point to it in such a way that while you're pointing to it, you're not pointing to something else? You know? It's like uh, pointing to... Ooh, can I give you an example? Because uh, Can you find something like that? Uh, it's the first debate color okay red and color can you point to something that is only color and not red or can you point uh, to something that is only color and that only <laughs> red and not color that one, that, that one is a bit more uh, uh, more possible point of what, what I'm uh, referring to can you point to something that is only color ah only red <laughs> and not color. Okay? Because you know, you've got two words, red, color, are they completely I- complete isolates? Okay? Because that's what they appear to be. So in the same way, can you point to any of those things without pointing to something else? Like you're pointing to red and not point to color. Okay? 
that's one way of, of looking for that. But the other way is when you, if, if, if for some reason you have to have some, some prop sort of help you examine it, where in the prop, uh, uh, in what way you have to arrange the prop for you to say, oh, there it is. Okay. And going through that will help you understand, will, will help you have an, an, an understanding of, ah, label, merely label. Okay. Not, for example, uh, another example. Uh, one of the attributes of impermanence is that it's uh, momentary. That uh, it, the reason the, the reason that you say uh, impermanence is because of the three phases of uh, that things go go, go go through. They come in, they come into being, they abide for some time, and then they stop. And this is something that we seem to observe that without without having to uh, debate much about it. Okay, but for you to go into it and try to find okay exactly at what point does uh, arising is comp- just arising at what point is it transforming to abiding and nothing but abiding uh, at what point is it cessation and nothing but cessation we, 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 we seem to observe, the, observe these things things arise, they stay for some time and then they cease but when you go look for, for any one of those attributes ceasing, ar- uh, abiding and arising at what can you redefine them? Okay. So since impermanence seems to be based on having observed this phenomena, can you uh, using a prop like uh, 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 a bubble? That's something that's very uh, uh, that you can sort of measure right now. You don't have to be a, a Buddha living for three countless eons observing a, a planet and say, oh, see, it's arising. Okay, now it's staying. Oh, do you see that? It just ended. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have to use a bubble. <laughs> okay? So there's a point you could say, it, it, the bubble wasn't there. You made it. So it came into existence. And at the point you say, oh, look at that. It's staying, it's staying, it's staying. And then poof, and then it ceased. It seem, seems to be something that we have observed. We, we observe, right? And we cannot, we, we, and those three phases, we can say, oh, because of that, because the bubble, there was a point where the bubble wasn't, and the bubble came into existence. There's a point where the bubble stopped existing, and because of that, of these uh, qualities and attributes associated with the bubble, we say, "Oh, the bubble is impermanent." Okay, so that's what I mean by a prop. Uh, can you isolate impermanence from the prop? And if you're looking into the prop itself, what about why, at what point can you, can you say, oh, this is why I say it's impermanent? Can you, can you now, can you really find it? Okay. That which is arising and nothing but arising. And nothing else is it. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. And nothing else and nothing, and something that you point to, which is arising, nothing but arising, and nothing else is alright. Is is that is that? Okay. Not like color and red. Okay. And ceasing, cessation. Uh, 
and I thought perhaps you might need another round of doing that kind of meditation okay and uh, just in case you were stuck with, with should I go for the isolate or the prop hmm which one should I do if I go for the isolate I'm going to have to do this but the prop is so cute you know, you get, but, but which prop should I go with and by the time you finish it's time to, it's time to end <laughs> some of you probably never had a chance to actually do it because you're trying to decide what to do I think it's also one of the problems that we encounter in Tibetan Buddhism we have a million meditations that you can do and they're also attractive and so gorgeous and we're trying to decide should I, let me try that one but this one's so cute I like the one that one too but what about that one over there and by the time you finally decide okay I'll try this one you know, you're dead <laughs> uh, I missed it again <laughs> believe me just whichever whatever, whatever comes whatever, whatever first comes to your mind yeah, some any 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 degree of of uh, of, uh, of uh, conviction connected with it, just stay with that, okay? <laughs> just stay with that. Don't 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 go with uh, don't don't try to find the best, okay? Unfortunately, there is no such thing. But the one that you stick with, that's the best. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're gonna uh, <coughs> try one more time. Okay. Impermanence, permanence, arising, cessation. Oh no! I give you four choices. <laughs> <laughs> choose choose one. Okay. okay. Wh- whichever. Even if you don't like it in the beginning, just stick with it. Okay. And try to really find it. Impermanence and nothing but impermanence, nothing else is it but it. Okay. All right. to put fire into this of course see how see how this meditation is completely relevant to your ultimate goal in order to accomplish your ultimate goal this is something you absolutely have to do having that nicely in the mind and you see how meditation is necessary to get to that realization let that sink into the body into your whole being so your whole being pick up this determination this need for meditation and once your body have once your body has this need it knows what to do and just let the body find that space, that posture that is conducive to meditation. And recall as vividly as you can that state of tranquility that you experienced before the talk and let the vividness of this recollection be so intense 
that it infuses your present state. And let your determination help in bringing the body and mind into that conducive state. As soon as you have a taste, bring your attention back to your heart center where your infallible teacher became one with your mind. And from within that point, observe five cycles of breath.
whatever state of tranquility you're experiencing, discern it, stay with it. Just observing this tranquil state. From within this tranquil state, again, embrace all beings. Think of actual people you know. Think of places. Have a, a true appreciation of that term when we say all beings. Understand their conditions. And strongly wish that they would find true happiness. Strong, strongly wish that they can be free of whatever problems and pain they are experiencing. very tranquil state become for them the remover of their pain, the bestower of their happiness. Bring your attention back to your breath.
staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body again. time left as <laughs> uh, <that's> a joke <laughs> uh, let me help you a little bit with abiding arising abiding and cessation just a little bit another uh, for something to be another phenomena to be ab- uh, arising uh, it must abide <laughs> for some time for you to say ah there's arising in order for ab- uh, abiding to show its face, arising must cease to be arising. And since there was a point when there was not abiding, then ari- abiding arose and it, it I don't know, abode. <laughs> it abided. <laughs> I'm stuck here. What's my verb here? It, it stayed. <laughs> and then for abiding, to uh, stop being abiding, there has to be cessation. But for cessation to become cessation, abiding has to cease, and cessation must arise. It must abide for some time for you to be able to say, oh, there's cessation. So can you really find something which is only abiding, only arising, only cessation? That was the question. And when you look at each one of those things, remember that point I said, uh, uh, the very last one, was the last one? Something which is abiding, nothing but abiding, and nothing else is it. So you're looking at abiding, it should be only abiding. There shouldn't be within it arising, there shouldn't be within it cessation. It should only be abiding. So that, that, was, that was what you were looking for. And if you were able to find any one of those, please come see me. <laughs> I need to point it out to me. <laughs> okay. Right, that was it. Uh, see you next time. There's nothing happening next time. Okay, see you next time. Thank you.